right, welcome back to another episode of What's the Word? What's the Word? What's the… <laughs> I like how you always say it in that kind of… What's I do, the what's Word? What's the Word? It sounds so hip and so cool. I'm so very fancy. trendy. Ask my kids. I'm very trendy. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't ask my kids <laughs> don't that. Don't ask my no, kids. No, don't ask them that. This has been an exciting journey, right? It has. Especially thinking about… We're not at the last episode of the year, but certainly no. coming close to it. And Jingle all the way, man. Really, I love just where we started with a plan, what we thought we'd be talking about, what we're actually talking about. Just because of how important this whole foundation laying thing right. has been for what the future of what we'll be able to do. Did you think about that when we were in the… When you were in your, your very early planning processes because I mean honestly I thought that by the time we reached whatever episode we're on I mean 11 12 whatever that that we would be talking about you know issues that are going to get us canceled yeah like I had no idea that we were going to spend (laughs) (laughs) the episode is early that (laughs) I had no idea that we were going to go down this path but I'm really excited that we did me too I mean the only thing I knew for sure was we had to have the foundation of what the word actually is right I knew that that was a that was a given for Mm -hmm. a podcast with this title um but then I love like our deep passions went so far into we have to talk about Jesus. We have to understand who Jesus is. Exactly. As being at the center of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and it's kind of funny. Like, like, yeah, just the centrality of Jesus Christ for Christians. He's in everything. Like yeah. everything. And I maybe take that for granted a little sure. bit. Sure. And, and I think most Christians do though. Slowing down because he's just, he's such a central figure in our worship services, in our Bible studies and in our Sunday school classes and- In our lives. In our lives. (laughs) I mean, you know, all of that, you know, when you pray in Jesus' name, but to really slow down and break him apart. Can we break him apart? I mean, to, and and really parse out him him has been- I don't know, invigorating for me and very yeah. exciting. Like Good. life and it, renewing. And for at least from what I've heard from episodes that have been released, mm-hmm. like people are appreciating it and, and they certainly had the head hurtingness. Like, yes. like and we we prepped it, at least we, we said did. it. But it's one of those like, yeah, but this is why we have to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know about you, but too, in the in the conversations I've had with people, it's been very much like I'd never really thought about that. Or that's deeper than, oh, that's kind of, I've even gotten the, ah, that's harder to believe, which is where I'm glad in our conversations, exactly. we keep going back to, mm-hmm. y'all, our existence is hard to believe. It is. Right? It the is. The creation of the world, however you believe it happened, is hard to believe. And certainly, it was funny, even just this morning in class, I had a student uh, that wasn't in my class this quarter, that was in my class last quarter, that came up to me and said, hey, I, there's just a lot of things out there that a whole lot of people believe. Like, why do we believe what we believe? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because this is in the transition of classes. <laughs> so like, there's not a whole lot of time to really break that down. But I, I always love responding. What with, an exciting question. Yeah. What an exciting question. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Right? And it was cool to see the student like unpack kind of that idea of like, well, like… It's because it's written down. Like a lot of the stuff we talked about early on in the early episodes. And and I, and I kept going back to in the whole Jesus dying and rising again thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. And the fact that again, history records this. Oh, I love that. And it, history talks about this. Even outside of the Christian church, mm-hmm. it acknowledges this Jesus died and rose again. And you just can't get away. And if, if there's anything that's hard to believe, folks, that's it. Right? Right. Right. 
And that's why it's so central to talk about who Jesus is and as we've been going for what he however did. many episodes now, mm-hmm. exactly. What he did. What he's done. What he's going to do. And again, I laughed so hard, Dallas, that Tell we me. thought we could oh, in one episode. I got to go back to arrogance. I mean, just— And how stressed how, everybody must have been listening to They're that gonna, episode compared to now for those mm-hmm. that are still with us. That are still, still with us. We appreciate it. Curious. Yeah. And so—and and here we are, right? We're not at the tail end of Jesus, Mm-mm. but we are at the tail end of, of what he's—the uh, category of what he's— Done, what he's done. But it's really what he will mm-hmm. do that we're going to focus in on today. But before we even dive into what's next, and again, anybody that's been listening can predict what's next because we've been previewing it the whole time. Yep. We love starting with those words from Psalm 19. I love it. Would you read I those will. for us as we get started? I will. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Ah, oh, yeah. thank you. I mean, just thank you for that. It takes— we put a lot of preparation into these episodes mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that we're relaying to the best of our ability what we what we know to be true. But it's really nice to understand that we've got somebody right behind us that is going yes. to reinforce and guide our conversation so that this isn't by my strength and by my knowledge right. or your strength and your knowledge because that would be a disaster. And don't we get tempted to do that all the time. Yes. We get so yes. tempted to try and put it all on ourselves yep. to say that we can do this or mm-hmm. that somehow we're God's gift to humanity. Uh, and it's like God's gift to humanity was Jesus. Was Jesus. Is Jesus. Is. Yes, yeah, is. right? So, all right. So today we are talking about when Jesus returns, okay? Yes. So Jesus returned. And this uh, is a gloss. Yes, This, this good. absolutely is a gloss. Because it was so funny us kind of talking this week. And I'm so glad we did. I am too. Because I know your nerdy side. I know my nerdy oh. side. And I was like. We were like way down the rabbit trail. And friends, speaking of this, like not just this week, but last week, we originally planned to cover the Ascension and the Return in the same episode. We might have talked about that last time. But it was one of those, like I started drawing up notes, trying to plan this part of that episode. And yeah. went, oh. No. Because y'all, our plan is. We're going to look at three passages of Scripture. Three very, very important passages of Scripture mm-hmm. when it comes to Jesus' return. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, we could have looked at 50. Oh, yeah. Like, of yeah. all the things between uh, Jesus, he came, he died, he rose, he ascended, he's coming back. Probably the 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 place that has spilled the most ink, so to speak, is on Jesus' return, that he's going to be back. He's going to be back. It's It talks about it over and over and over again. And sometimes in just like one verse, Dallas, or right. even half a verse. But it's one of those things that this is so deeply into the DNA of Jesus' followers after mm-hmm. his ascension mm-hmm. that they couldn't stop talking about it. They couldn't stop referencing it. Why do you think that is? Because like hope, right? Right. Like, the, like it goes back to my favorite episode still, uh, episode four, of the big, the picture, big picture of scripture. scripture. And it was one of those things, like if you don't have that mm-hmm. and you look at the world that we live in, especially after seeing Jesus Christ in the flesh, mm-hmm. after seeing him dying, rising again, and ascending to the Father, right? Then all of a sudden you're just, wait, if he just left. Right. But in the fact that that we see multiple times, like from Jesus's mouth, like in the gospels, I will be back. And we've talked I'll about- be back. I'll be back. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jesus. For anybody that actually existed so in the 90s, sorry. you get that. Okay. 
we look at, we've talked about over and over again, we've talked about the consistency of God. Yes. Like the consistency. And in the Old Testament, we see God reminding his people, look at what I've done. Don't yes. you remember when I did this? Don't you remember when I when I rescued you well, and did this? Jesus, like we talked about this in the resurrection episode, how many times he, he said, like, well, especially in the Luke 24, like, right. I, how slow I told are you to you. believe? I told, didn't he tell you these mm-hmm. things when he was with you? Right. right. So that goes to your hope is that, he said he's coming back. Like he's not going to leave us here. One of my favorite passages. See, this is why. Right. Okay, is is John fourteen? Okay, All right. sure. I'm I'm I going to prepare, to prepare a place, for, a place yep. for you, and that is so comforting to me because if he's going to do that, I get to go with him. At some point, I get to go with him. Whether I close my eyes here and I wake up in heaven, or he comes and takes me by the hand and we all go together. Uh, it's a promise. And because he has fulfilled every single promise. So far. Yeah. So far. Exactly. And there's, and there's, there's one big one left. There's yeah. nothing in in his the past, our past references, his past behavior to indicate that he would not keep this one promise. It's so funny. You mentioned John 14. I'll throw one more bone out Do there. It. My favorite chapter of the Bible is John 6. I thought you didn't like John. I don't. It's so funny. Like my favorite verses from John, First mm-hmm. John 3, 1. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite chapter is John 6. And in John 6, I love it so much because four times early on in Jesus's ministry, a really important moment when like he says something that gets so offensive to people that they walk away eventually. But four times over a limited amount of verses, he says, uh, uh, I will not lose one of those mm-hmm. uh, those given to me and I will raise them up on the last day. Four times in one conversation, this reminder of what the end was going to be right. in this hope, right? And so as we as we did this, I know I want to go to John 6 so bad, Mm-mm. but I won't. Because we did. We said, guys, when we, when we came together, listeners, uh, we kind of said, all right, there's so much that we could talk about. Right. Let's do that. Let's narrow it down to three because we went back to y'all our very first episode, why we said we're here. For those of you listening that have never really had that opportunity— to digest what the Bible actually says. We could get so overwhelming so quickly, like just turning to Revelation, which just happens to be the first place we're going to turn to. But we're going to a place that's not so hard to digest and not Mm -mm. so hard to understand Mm -mm. because we wanted somebody hearing this for the very first time to get the fullness of, as best as we can, the, the overview, if you will, of what is going to happen when Jesus returns. What does Scripture actually say is going to happen yeah. when Jesus returns? And the first place that we we're going to turn to, Dallas, is actually a place we've been. Yeah. So in that big picture of Scripture, this was our place, which which makes it— the, I that, love repetition. That was one of our—it was it was one of—I it, mean, it was our favorite—one of our favorites. Um, an episode, a couple episodes later, is, is a really good one, too. I mean, it's just— yeah. It just gave me so much peace in what we're doing, mm-hmm. like why we're doing it and what we're doing. And especially here, I mean, you can't help but get a little nostalgic and meaningful at the end of the year. And you're going, okay, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then looking back, just looking back on this semester, I'm still in semesters because I work at a place with a school. With a school. Um, but like like looking back and going, look at what we did. Look, look at where this conversation started and mm-hmm. where it's gotten to. And this really cool opportunity to, I can go back to one of my favorite episodes, but then look at why we picked this passage for a reason. And then, Repetition is helpful. To hear this a second time, that's what Scripture was designed to be. Something yep. that we read and see multiple times to digest what it says. So we're going to look at Revelation 21. Yep. And we're going to look at the the first six verses. So we know he is going to back, be back. And, and the first lesson that we see here is that it will be a good 
thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So will you read those words from Revelation uh, one th- uh, 22, 21, 1 through 6? Sure. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes." There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give give drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. There you go. Such mm. full things said here. And, and I do want to kind of, Revelation is that funny book, Dallas. I know. Even, even this past week, I had mm. someone, hey, why do you Lutherans not talk about Revelation? I was like, mm-hmm. we do. I just have ground rules. I say, look, we need to do a Bible study on Daniel. Daniel. We need to do a Bible mm-hmm. study on Ezekiel. We need to do a Bible study on one of the gospels. I'd probably pick John. Like, and once I have, I, that I know I have a crop of people that have gone through all three of those books with me. Yeah, like let's a, go to Revelation. Like a prerequisite from, from college. Absolutely. You got prereqs before you get to uh, Revelation. Exactly. Because with Revelation, there can be like, it's it's not all meant to be taken literally. It can't be taken literally. It, but there's some cool things here that are said. And and, and I, I, I like almost want to like caution because some people hear that. And they're like, no, 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 you have to take the Bible literally. And I'm like, no, 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 you do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, but when it comes to prophecy, when it comes to someone having a vision and seeing something, in the same way that in the Old Testament, people were looking forward and couldn't exactly see the literal thing that was going to happen mm-hmm. with Jesus and right. his ministry and his death and his resurrection. We have hindsight to help us yes. decipher that. And when we get there, we're going to have hindsight to fully understand what's meant I hope it's here. like a drive-in movie theater. You know, like I can see everything in Technicolor. Like all of my questions are going to be answered and I get to see, I really hope we get, get to, to see, eternity we get to see some of the major answer. events. You oh, know, like sure. I want to see, I want to see when the Israelites cross the Red Sea. I want yes. to see that. Are you ready for this? Mm. There's not a lot on. Well, yeah. At the time that we were recording this, there's not a lot on TV for me. So I finally went over to Exodus and Kings or uh, Exodus God and Kings. Are you serious right now? I finally saw it. Okay. Uh, no. Oh, with didn't it have Russell Crowe in it too? No, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Okay. So I anyway, I was talking about something else before you got in here. And how was it? Well, it was like they, I, I remember conversations when that one came out about mm-hmm. they definitely took a more PC approach mm-hmm. to the plagues of Egypt and things like that. So like the, the Nile turned to blood because God sent crocodiles. Even though there's no indication that God sent the crocodiles in the movie, it's just that all the crocodiles came and murdered enough of things that mm-hmm. they came. Well, then the crossing of the Red Sea was so interesting because— it was really just like the water left. Yeah, it didn't. It, it wasn't the it whole EIC up, on each like side. A wall all that of stuff. water on one side and a wall of so, water on the other side. Sorry, so. little rabbit trail, but rabbit a fun trail. one. Right. We'll want to see. We'll want to ask questions. We, we want to know. Like there's so many cool things in, in the Bible. It's funny, like the little rabbit trail, but a fun one. It's very relevant. Uh, I love would you rather questions. Okay. And so on our, our I used to high play school, that with my kids. Our high school retreat. Or just icebreaker questions. Mm-hmm. Our high school retreat stars, right? On the ride there, I get to ride with the new folks out to camp. And we do a little speed dating and there's asking of questions. And my favorite question 
as you meet new people, because most mm-hmm. of the time you don't know everybody on this retreat, is uh, if you could have the answer to any question, what would it be? And you know what my question is mm-hmm. ever since I started asking it? So Jesus, when are you coming back? Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Right, because I'm longing for it. I want it, right? But but speaking here and going back to the where we were in the conversation with literally, figuratively, like for instance, like uh, 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 starts out, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. Okay, the sea was no more is language that triggers me in scripture and of that time period. Sea was very dangerous. Right. So so now now go into the fullness of truth, literal truth that we know, no more death, no more sorrow, no more things. All the stuff that is scary and causes fear will be gone. Will be gone. Because of the really rock hard truth in here. Mm-hmm. Look, God's dwelling place is with humanity, with right. man. Uh, and he will live with them. They will be his peoples and God himself will be uh, with them and will be their God. That's the full God's honest literal truth mm-hmm. here in Revelation 21. God is good all the time. All the time. All the time. God is good. And God is love and him and all of his fullness will be here. Right. Which means everything that is not of God will not be here. We don't need it. Yes. We won't need it. And I. this is something that we hear a lot. We hear Revelation um, 21. Um I can't think, I can't find it. Five. But the five, yes. That um, there will be, he will wipe away every tear. Oh, you sure. You know, there's going to yeah, be right no more, there's going to be no more mourning. There's yes. going to be, he's going to wipe away every tear. And I can speak to the, I, I'm a girl. So I have um, really high uh, swinging emotions. Okay. Sure. So sometimes, you know, Just I cry. Public service announcement. Yeah. Men have emotions too. And that is okay. And it is acceptable. okay. Yeah. However, um, <laughs> as I, the mother of a girl that had very high swinging emotions, you know, my daughter cried for five years. Mm. I mean, just why are you crying? I don't know. And I can't stop. Okay. Sometimes tears are very cathartic. Like sure, it, it just, you know, I get mad and I cry. I start crying when I get really, really mad, and it makes me even more mad. Um, or, you know, you feel better when you cry. I've, I have just absolutely bawled in the middle of a prayer, but I think that tears are liquid prayers, you know? Sure. And so we get up there. We There's get, an expression it of is, tears. Yeah. It is. And he's going he's gonna to allow us one more really good cleansing cry, and then God himself is going to, like, wipe, wipe them off of our face. Huh. And I'm just connecting dots to what we said in the podcast before, right? Isn't it crazy and awesome how God has designed us? Yes. In such a way, the stuff that we hold in, no matter who you are as a human being, eventually at some point in your lifetime, it's going to come out. The tears will come out Mm -hmm. because it was always meant to come out. It was meant to be expressed because of the way God designed all of humanity, Mm -hmm. right? You think, or not just humanity, right? You think of creation, you think of animals. I go back to this and that one about death, right? That, That conversation we had about it. And like animals mourn. Yeah, they do. Why? Because death is not a good thing. It was never part of the original plan. Yes. It, it original wasn't. Original design. It wasn't the original plan. So this. And so in our DNA. Yeah, our it's there. Our spiritual, our creation DNA. Yeah. It is to grieve death. Death mm-hmm. is not pretty. It's Mm-mm. ugly. Well, and again, like, I, I want to be like to folks that are like, no, no, death's, death's a good thing. Or no, death's what I, I was like, explain to me why it smells bad. Oh, that's really good. Explain to me about why that. it's ugly. Right. Right. And I'm actually like, and I know my mom listens to this podcast, so she'll probably be mad at me, but like, I'm one that wants to explore more of the idea of, and not for political reasons, but like 
green or natural burials. So just, you know, back in the day, they didn't have formaldehyde and all this other stuff. No. But it's just like getting into the ground. And it's not possible in big cities like ours and stuff like that, I've asked. But it's just just the whole like the biblical principle of returning to the dirt Mm -hmm. and letting death be ugly, Mm -hmm. right? Letting it be what it is. And knowing uh, Revelation 21, God is going to remake. Yeah, he is. Right? So verse 5 where I thought you were going to, that phrase of, uh, I have come to make all things new. I'm making mm-hmm. everything new. I am renewing all things. There's something really beautiful that Jesus does at his return, right? The one seated on the throne. Okay, we would say that's Jesus. I would say it's, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm making everything new. He also said, right, because his words are faithful and true. Uh, and then it is done. Everything it is, is done. made new. I So he said that from the cross too. It is finished. It is yeah. finished. And that those are powerful words. And it is. And, and here done, I think if I'm not, I could be misquoting for all my Greek scholars out there, but it is similar to Tetelestai and yeah. it is finished. It is finished. And speaking of this, it's complete. Complete. There's wholeness mm-hmm. finally here at the end of all finally. things. Finally. And, and that speaks to me just because what's the world that we're walking around in? The oh, way I broken. refer to it all the time in my preaching Broken. Broken. It is so broken. Broken. Broken relationships, broken situations, broken homes, broken uh, interactions with people, broken ways of doing things, things that are destructive. And all that's gone here at the end. And then I love verse 6, right? After he says it is done, I am the Alpha and the Omega. And so somebody completely new, if you don't know Greek, right? That's the A and the Z. Of okay. Greek. Mm-hmm. So I am the beginning and I am the end. And here he is at the end. He was there at the beginning at creation, John 1. We've covered that in previous mm-hmm. episodes. And then here he is. I am at the end as well. And then this, this image of giving freely to those who thirst. Those that have experienced that brokenness, there is a life-giving water. So let me offered. ask you this. Sure. So we're talking about Jesus' return. Like his second, the, he, he's been here. He, he came as a baby. We've talked about Talladega Nights, you know, our-, our Christmas. Christmas. Our, Do you like Christmas? A little bit little bit, tour my, tour my house, see all my trees. Uh, I, I love Christmas. And can you imagine what I would do if I decorated for like Good Friday? Because that's my second, that's my, that is actually my favorite service of the year is the Good Friday service. Can you imagine what my house would look? Never mind. Uh, I know because you and Jeff are there early every single year. Every so funny. Yeah, we are. Down. I do. Yeah, so We're funny. Lutheran. We've got our name on the front pew. That's ours. <laughs> but so we are talking about Christ's second, his second, his second coming, not his second return. His second arrival. His, his yeah. second arrival. Uh, why are we going to Revelation twenty-one? Because it doesn't say that you know is, is he you know it he's making everything new. But do you, why explain why we're in why we're in Revelation twenty-one? I would say we're here. So you get to quiz me finally. Yeah. <laughs> we have it first in episode Ooh, eleven. Episode eleven. Why did I come to Revelation 21? I I come here at least because this is the one that speaks the loudest to what it's going to be like when Jesus returns. Because this is what, again, all the way through the scriptures. I want your pastor response. This is what he says he would do. So this is is what, and and we end our third passage for this episode is going to be Jesus' own words about this. So it's one of those like, because this this to me explains for the very first time, or not the very first, for the first timer, the fullness of why mm-hmm. we care so much about when Jesus returns, why we're looking for it with such anticipation. Because Jesus said to his followers, like, I am I am going to be back. Yeah. Right? Over and over and over again. So that they knew that the brokenness that we're living through in the meantime, like, and, and that's what it's one of those, uh, how many times have you been asked the question, 
well, well, why is he waiting so long? Well, you know what? I bet they're asking the same question right before Jesus showed up. Exactly. So, and it's one of those, and until then, I think there's, there's a reason there's that, there's that midway point. It's because history just attests to the fact that Jesus died and rose again. So now, like, <laughs> you have to listen to what he says and right. the fullness of what he says that one day he'll be back and there'll be a fuller a, a world with no brokenness. That is very good. You get an A plus. Oh, good. On your pop okay. quiz, you get an A plus. I thought and I failed. No, that's an excellent segue into our next passage into the, you know, why is he waiting so long? When is he coming back? We don't know. Good. So um, let's flip over to First Thessalonians. Absolutely. Let's do it. So First Thessalonians all is written by Paul. Mm. Okay, so Paul, formerly being Saul, we've talked about him. I, I still consider him one of the greatest uh, justifications for uh, the truth, the veracity. Ooh, look at that Ooh, word. Ooh, that's a good word. Of, of scripture. Uh, because, why am I finding it hard to go there? But because Paul used to persecute the church. He was known as Saul. And in his lifetime. He wasn't just a bully. And, and late in his lifetime. That's mm-hmm. important to notice, right? Mm-hmm. So into his adulthood, he was persecuting the church. And then he switched gears and became one of the primary writers of the, old, of the New Testament. Right. And so the fact that he clings so tightly to this yeah. is just mind-blowing because he was persecuting everybody that followed Jesus before. So we have a little bit of a longer passage. So I'll break it down into two. Yes, yeah, let's not, let's not. Let's so we're going all the way, folks, from 1 Thessalonians 4, 13, all the way to 1 Thessalonians 5, 11. Mm-hmm. So in total, 16 verses, but that's still a whole it's lot. It's still a lot to, so to just, unpack. Let's look at 13 to 18 uh, real quick. Uh, and this is Paul speaking to people that followed Jesus, mm-hmm. people that witnessed uh, the resurrection, witnessed some of them, certainly the ascension, and have certainly witnessed the church as it was born, as Pentecost How cool and the outpouring be? of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah, and have seen what is happening and spreading the good message of Jesus. And so here Paul writes these words to them about Jesus returning. This is all about it. He says, we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, concerning those who are asleep. And I'll pause there. We've already covered this in a previous episode, but maybe this is the first episode for somebody. When he says those who are asleep, that's a biblical word for death. Okay, so those who have died. Okay, so we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, concerning those who are asleep. And I'll pause again for somebody hearing that the first time. They're like, what? And I'm like, homie, listen, or look at gravestones and cartoons, rest in peace. Right. Okay, because the full assumption of Christians is that what happens after death is resurrection. You wake up, okay? So that's why the Bible speaks in terms of asleep. Okay, I don't want you to be informed about them uh, so that you will not grieve like the rest who have no hope. Uh, and I was like pausing at hope because it's not who have no wishes or it's really the confidence that you talked about of something to look forward to that he would be back because he's already had every promise. He made, said he would he's be. made every promise. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we don't want you to grieve like those that don't have hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, there goes my paper, uh, in the same way, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep, those who have died. For we say this to you by a word from the Lord. We, who are still alive at the Lord's coming, at Jesus' arrival, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep, those who have died. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the archangel's voice, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are still alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. 
Okay, so that's the first part. That's First Thessalonians 4. Uh, and, and there's just some key pieces, right? We're telling you about this stuff because we don't want you grieving like everybody else. Everybody else is grieving. Oh, they're gone forever. Uh, oh, my existence is meaningless. Not you. You know that's not true. You know Jesus is going to be back. Mm-hmm. And when he does, there's this resurrection that is going to happen. And again, something that is covered in so many passages, but this seemed to be the fullest one right. uh, for it. Well, I mean, what's standing out to you, Dallas, as you hear all these words? Um, the hope that is, you know, so we're not going to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. So I write in my Bible. And yes. we've talked about that. So if you happen to have a Bible that you don't write in, I highly recommend that you purchase one or find one, locate one that you can write in. You don't write in your Bible. I don't. You are a weirdo. Bible. I write notes all over the place everywhere else. Okay. Well, I have notes everywhere. Yeah. And I have a note in First Thessalonians in the back, knowing what God will do in the future gives us purpose for living in the present. Good. And we don't hope for things that we already have. Like, I don't hope that I have a cup of coffee, you know, sitting right beside me because I have a cup of coffee sitting right beside me. I hope for something that that is is out of my grasp. And it's uh, not here yet. It's not here yet. Yeah. I hoped for a husband. Okay. I hoped for children. Um, and and I trusted that God would either provide those things for me or he would provide something that he deemed better. For me, oh, like nice. a, a okay, different, sure, sure, sure. you know, something that was that was in his plan for me, but my vision and my wants, desires, or the sure. path that I thought I was going to be on, I hoped for husband and children. I got that. So to to read this is that I'm not going to grieve, and I've lost people that you know that have been oh, decades, yeah. decades gone, and and I and I still miss them. Yeah, but the the grieving, like I'm never going to see them again, is not there. I have this hope that Jesus says, I'm going to see them again. I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him face to face. And that is exhilarating. Absolutely. And and it doesn't mean, y'all, it doesn't mean grieving doesn't hurt. No. Grieving will no, always no, no. hurt. Death yeah. is bad. It has, it has uh, like consequences that are ingrained in each and every one of us, right? That we're going to grieve. I've seen some people that have lost somebody 30 years ago mm-hmm. that, that, Tears come up when you oh, ask yeah. them about it, right? Yeah. Because it's almost like yesterday because that's that's the way death is. And it's, it's not unnatural. Good. And you think about it, right? Life always thrives, right? Mm-hmm. I go back to what was the zombie one that just recently came out? Oh, I don't know. I don't watch those. Uh, this is Us. No, no, no. That's a different one. That's the a- Last of Us. Oh, I've never dude. seen This Is I, Us. No. The Last of Us was about this like fungus that like turns people into zombies. Awesome. But this fungus that wants to keep living, Dallas. Well, I was thinking well, because- Jurassic Park. Oh. Life finds a way. Oh, sure. Okay, yes. life finds a way. Good, yeah. Better. Better, Yeah. much better. So, but life is always, is going to find a way at the end too. And so, and, and, and that's why there's this, this reason why we can hope, even in the middle of grief and sorrow and death, is because we know life will be back. And, and notice what it's saying here. Well, at least what it says throughout scripture is, the resurrection of the dead is everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be back. Everybody. And it's and it's just that like here, Paul is specifically speaking for those whose whose hope, mm-hmm. whose trust is in Jesus, right? And what does he say about it? Right, the Lord Himself will descend, and everybody always loves the details, always loves the details, and always likes to put so much stock in the details. But what do we know here? Okay, He's coming back, so He has ascended. The next thing He's going to do is 
Descend. And, and he ascended how? Like he, we, they watched him. We watched him like I was, I mean, I'm older than you, but I'm not that old. So they watched him ascend like, and, and the promise was that. Just in the same way that he went. In the same way that back. he went, he's going to come back. Good. Yeah. And that's, that's attested to elsewhere in scripture, mm-hmm. right? That's a biblical phrase that we're using. Mm-hmm. But then also notice it's, it's going to be loud, y'all. Like you're not going to miss it. I think so mm-hmm. many people, I, I joke, well, even, oh, Dallas. Y'all, if you didn't know this about Dallas, she gets left. Okay? I do. I so, always get left. Which kid was it? Was it Elliot? It was Elliot's trip. It was okay. Elliot. So we do a DC trip with our eighth graders, and it was so funny, y'all. Maybe we'll be able to post that picture on the podcast. Oh, sure. We can no, do that. Be so I'll fun. send it. I'll send it. So Dallas, y'all, we were at the Ford Theater and we couldn't get in. Okay. We couldn't get in right away. And so the thing is, it's always fun to go to the back of the Ford Theater in is it Ford's Theater? Mm-hmm. In, in D.C. because there's a piece of the original. Most of the theater is all replica, but there's a piece of the original that you can see the doors where John Mulk's booth would have jumped out of and all this other stuff. So Dallas goes in with a few other moms just to use the restroom. And then uh, the, the tour guides are like, oh, we're going to be waiting a while. Let's go back and see this now because tour guides are all about saving as much time as possible. Well, y'all, Dallas is the lone wolf like it's left in the restroom. And so when she comes out, she's like, um, I walked out the front door and I'm, how many people were there? Like 50, 100 people? I mean, oh, yeah. it, was, it was a huge, it was a group. large group. Three buses. And so it's over 100 people. And they're gone. They're all gone. They're all gone. And I went, and it's a Christian uh, day school. So Dallas is like, um, did, did I miss the rapture? Did, did he, I mean, what is he, going did he on? come back? And did I missed he, this. I missed well, here's the thing, y'all. Like, you're not going to miss it. You won't miss it. Like, when it happens, Mm-mm. Right, listen to this. We'll descend from heaven with a shout. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a, or, or command. Loud okay. command in my Bible. Uh, with the arch- archangel's voice. Okay, that's a big deal. Uh, and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Okay. So it's one of those, not you're not left. going to miss this. Right? right. And I do like to say, Dallas, like everyone's always like, well, when is it going to happen? I was like, any day. Like it, like it really could. That's where Jesus left his uh, followers. Yeah. Hey, just be ready. I'm going to be back any day. That's where we are now. And that's where we pick up in um, chapter five. First Thessalonians chapter good. five. Is that no good transition. We, well, you did it. Um, is <laughs> that Paul is, rem, is, is teaching us, reminding us, helping us understand that when Jesus comes back, we don't know. So in the 80s, infant, you probably weren't born then. Um, the, 89. The, and now I'm going to cry that all of the prophecies of Nostradamus, you know, where it was a huge thing that, you know, because what is it, 2021 or 2020 or whatever, 2012, that was what it was. It was was something crazy. And, you know, it was going to be this day, like 12, 12, 12 is what it was, I think. Oh, and there's some guys out there, Dallas, that predicted like, uh, oh no, now it's going to be this day. It's going to be, I was just kidding (laughs) on the first, it's going to be this day. It's like in Monty Python in real life. Yeah. We don't know. Why don't we know? Because the Bible tells me. I, you don't know. I'm You're not, not going to tell know. you. And, and Jesus, in his in his ministry and his teachings, it's very much just a be ready. Be ready response. Before we go to five, mm-hmm. I love finishing with four again, talking sure. about what we know to be true, mm-hmm. right? So it's going to be loud, and then and then there's this resurrection. Uh, there's this word that people like to get hung up on, caught up. Caught okay? up. Mm-hmm. And I like to say it's because, as we talked about in episode four, there's this recreation of the world that's going to happen, and we get to watch that. How cool. That's going to be neat. Uh, and then, what are we told? Uh, so we will always be with the Lord. From that point forward, that's the most concrete thing I can say about First Thessalonians 4. Is, and that ties into Revelation 21. Exactly. We that's will where always the, that's be with That's where the him. connect is. And it ends, therefore, encourage one another with these words. But then it keeps going. 
into uh, uh, chapter 5, mm-hmm. verses 1 to 11. Right. And so the first couple of verses of chapter 5, now, brothers, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that in the day of, that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, peace and safety, destruction will come, uh, sorry, will come uh, on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, they will, and they will not escape. And it keeps going. And, and Yeah, I mean, but, but you, brothers and sisters, are not in the dark for this day to surprise you like a thief, for you are all children of light right. and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or the darkness. Pause there. Right, thief in the night. Wait, wait, I thought it was. Well, actually, I'm going back to like my college days, my freshman year of college, and I remember like the first time the tornado alarms went off. Pretty good illustration for what it's going to be like when Jesus comes back because I'm there in the middle of the night and there's this alarm. I was not expecting. There was no warning. Uh, Northern Alabama, right? Tornadoes happen. Uh, and we were told to get downstairs. Yep. Right? And and you know what, though? We were prepped. We were ready. You're we ready. knew to listen, who mm-hmm. to listen to, who not to listen to. That's kind of what's going on right here, y'all. Yeah. He's going to be back. It's going to be loud. It's going to be, but you're not going to expect you're, it. And you're not going to you're not going to escape, okay? So you're not going to miss yeah, it. Yeah, you won't and miss it, yeah. I I mean, this is, I, again, I I think about, you know, there's so many things, so many instances in Scripture, you know, God our Father. You know, why yes. is he portrayed as a father? Well, he's the ultimate parent. And he lays things out for us because he knew we were going to need some concrete um, tangible, touchable things to help us understand who he is Absolutely. and help us understand relationships. So this, um, you know, as as labor pains on a pregnant woman, when I was pregnant with my first kiddo, um, I mean, I've had biology. I went, I had a biology class in high school. I knew ba- the basic mechanics. Sure. Um, but as a, you know, 23-year-old, 24-year-old, however old I was when I had Ethan, um, I was a little concerned about sure. the baby's exit plan. Sure. Like I, I understood. How is this really going to work? Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is not going to, it's not going to be like it is in the movies. And I wasn't super excited about either exit plan. I mean, you know, we could, surgery or not, you know, and I was like, either Good. one of those is is not going to be great. And and if if we if we do this, the natural route, what if I sleep through it? <laughs> I mean, really, I was thinking about, I mean, I, oh, I was 23 wow. years old. I mean, what do you, I didn't know anything. It was my first baby. In hindsight, would I, tell I someone feeling not, that way. <laughs> I could not. You're not going to sleep through labor. I can assure you. You won't you, miss it. You won't miss it. Okay, so same thing. Well, We're that's why, not so going to miss it. If somebody missed it, like that's Paul's words. He says like, labor pains upon a pregnant woman. So will like, you're not going to miss you're it. And, and really, you're it. not going to escape And you it. can't get away There's from no it. no stopping this. Nope. Right, this is on its way. The, yep. Uh, we would say the consummation of the age is on its way. Right. Jesus is coming back. He it's is. going to happen. You're not going to miss it. Uh, and that's why he says, verse six. Yep. So then let us not sleep. This is a different use of the word sleep, mm-hmm. right? Let us not be uh, uh, lackadaisical, uh, apathetic. Apathetic. Oh, that's a really uh, good one. Let us not be, let us not, uh, for, for uh, let us not be apathetic like the rest, mm-hmm. but let us stay awake right. and be self-controlled. For those who sleep, those who are apathetic, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled and put on the armor of faith and love and the helmet of hope of salvation. Of the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. So that we, whether we are awake or asleep, and there he's literally talking about being awake or asleep. 
we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you are already doing. Okay, so the last verse of chapter four was also encourage. With these words. Encourage one another. Encourage, be encouraged by these words. So if there's one thing that you can uh, walk away from from this episode today is that we would love for you to be encouraged by this. And we would love for you to embrace that hope that this is something that is a certainty. It is, it is going to happen. Sure. It's a certainty. You can hang your hat on it. You can take it to the bank. You can pick your, um, pick your metaphor. And, um, but this is, we want to encourage you that Jesus is going to keep his promise. Like, we don't know. I can't tell you that, you know, don't don't schedule anything next Wednesday at 10 a.m. because that's when Jesus is going right, to come back. Right, right, But it's it, just, uh, my, my, my advice is more of a, yeah, don't be surprised if he comes back in the strangest right. of ways. I've heard, I've been tempted to do this, like where a pastor will be praying, especially toward the end of the, what we just walked through with the church here, right? When it's all, end of the church here is all about Jesus coming back. Right. Uh, and then if we'll turn the corner to Advent, we'll talk about that in Christmas. Um, but I've heard about pastors who will preach on that and in their prayer, and we, they'll say something like, uh, and Lord, if you just so happen to return in this moment, that would be good for us. But alas, if it's not, Right? <laughs> like something like that. Where it's like they'll do this heavy pause, heavy pause and be like, whoa, what just happened? You know? Yep. Uh, and then they'll and then they'll say something like, okay, it wasn't right now, but we'll still be watch. ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three hundred heads are gonna be flipping right up. But but that's the idea here, right? So so there's this whole don't be and, and again when it's saying here, don't be asleep, right? Or or don't be don't be ignorant, right? Don't right. be don't be apathetic. Take this seriously because of what we've seen. We can't deny it. We know it's on its way. We don't know when it's going to happen. Jesus told us that himself, which is a good transition. Excuse me. Into Matthew. Into Matthew. So we, we figured if we're going to pick three different words, uh, there was no way we could. Let's pick one from Jesus. Yeah. We, we had to do one of the moments where Jesus talks about it himself. And, and the place we wanted to go is Matthew 24. So I have a red letter Bible. Oh. That I write in. Fancy. Yeah, I know. It's super fancy. But I love when I open to one of the Gospels and it's nothing but red on the page. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just… And Matthew's and good at that. Matthew's, Matthew's got really, a lot really of red. He, he's a, he, he's into the red ink. And I I mean, I just that's just me looking at it because I know… somebody that's never heard of the red ink. Yeah. What does that mean? Okay, so the words of Christ are in red and in they some Bibles, in yeah. some bibles and they that that makes them literally jump Stand off the page up, yeah. uh, up against the black and white ink and you have all of this red side note uh my favorite book right other than the bible mm. good good book uh, a prayer for owen meany one of the cool things of that book is owen meany is somewhat of a christ figure which for someone that's never heard that someone who's meant to echo jesus in the story there's gonna be sacrifice there's gonna be redemption there's gonna be other things Instead of doing the red ink, John Irving did all capital letters when he speaks. Hmm. And it was the same kind of thing. Anyways, a little fun fact. Side note. Side note. Hmm. Matthew 24. So Jesus is actually talking about the one passage where we picked. We picked three, one, two, three verses of what Jesus was going to say about it. because and, and it wasn't a complete summary, but y'all, it was just a really great place for us to land in. For what does Jesus actually say about when he will be back? I think we should start in verse 26. Oh, you want to go to 26? Yeah, okay. just bump up to, okay, just, just, yeah, 26. Uh, I was to, going all the way to 23. Okay. Uh, 26 to 31. All right. So, no, let's go to 23. Why not? <laughs> if anyone tells you then, see here is the Messiah or over here, don't believe it. For false messiahs, false Christ, false saviors 
uh, and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, even the elect, even those who trust in Jesus. Take note, I have told you in advance. So if they tell you, see, he's in the wilderness, don't go out, or see, he's in the storerooms, do not believe it. For as lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the carcass is, there the vultures will gather. I always love that. Wow. So it's saying like, hey, the garbage of the world, yep. uh, everybody everybody will go after it. Wherever the fresh meat is, wherever the, and here it is kind of the- The new shiny thing. Whoever, whoever will go after shiny things, mm-hmm. the world's going to chase you. Mm-hmm. Is going to find it. And he's saying, no, no, no. I am telling you exactly what you need to know and exactly what you need to be looking for. And it's really just him, okay? Him. Uh, the world's going to try and make you think a whole lot of other things are yeah. him or are the end. So then 29, uh, immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not shed its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a loud trumpet and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the sky to the other. Again, we're not going to miss it. Yeah. We're not going to miss it. That's my big point there. Yeah. Is that this is going, this is the show of force that the the Jews were expecting the Messiah to, to come into the first time. The first time yeah. Is that, the, you know, that it was going to be an unmistakable event. It was going to be something that they would know uh, right away upon, you know, just, just first sight. And that's not how Jesus came onto the scene the first time, but I can, it's fairly evident. That's how he's coming back. Like nobody is going to, you're not going to be able to go, oh man, I was in a dentist appointment when he came. You know, I yeah. missed it. Uh, uh, I, and, and you, wouldn't that be the worst? Oh, that would be so, I mean, I'd be like, thank you. You came just in time, just in time. <laughs> No. I'm just imagining no. that I just, uh, the next time I go to the dentist, thankfully I just went, so I won't be mm-mm. for another year. But the next time she's cleaning my teeth, I'm going to be like, don't come back now. Just wait. No, I would be like, please come now. But then if it now. does happen, please I'm like, ah, now. he's back. He'll I don't need it. my teeth. He's fine. <laughs> but it, we're not going to miss it. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk out of a building and everybody's going to be gone. I mean, it's not going to be and something that is, we can, that it, we can walk away from. I think to some people, this is scary. Oh, Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, the rest of Scripture tells me this very well. And I'll think of Psalm 2 when I think of this. Uh, If you're on team God, you're fine. If you're on team Jesus, you're fine. Mm -hmm. Right? And what I mean by that, team God, team Jesus, because I think sometimes that can be weaponized in conversations, and I don't think that's helpful. Like, God is good, and He is love, and He is mercy, Mm -hmm. and He's justice, right? In the sense of righting wrongs. Mm -hmm. But He doesn't force anyone on His team. No. He doesn't force anyone onto the team of love mm-hmm. and mercy and grace and fullness and and all of this stuff and peace, right? But like like so those that are on that team that are on team love, joy, peace, team God as revealed through God over the centuries, team Jesus, this is a great day. And so that moment when that when the trumpet sounds, when we all hear it, we can all look up and go, oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank Glad you so you're much. Glad you're here. Thank you for this. Because I think you. some people really do get in the conversations of like, well, what if I don't get married before? What if I don't blah, blah, blah? What if I don't have a kid? What if I? What if my kid doesn't graduate high school? It's like, you know, the kingdom of God is better yeah. than the world. You're They're not checking diplomas at the door. Actually, my, my mom might not like me for this one. But, and I know she'll listen to it. But my grandmother, I always kind of joked that she was uh, Bobby Boucher's mama from The Waterboy. In this sense, like grandma… Like uh, 
God did love her and God does love her. Uh, she, she died in 2019. Every time we left the house as kids, like when I was in elementary school, middle school, and high school, as we're hugging grandma goodbye, you'd be close to Jesus now. He's coming back any, any day. Okay, then. Every single time. It's a good reminder. It's a great reminder. It's a good reminder. But it's that reminder, the things that we absorb ourselves with in mm-hmm. this world at the end of time. Mm-hmm. Not the end of the day. The end of, unless he comes back today. Unless he comes back today. At the today. end of time, it doesn't matter compared to the fullness and the greatness that is coming with him. And he's going to make it so obvious. Yeah. Uh, and again, the, the, as lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west, so it'll be coming. it's going to be sneaky, right? It's going to be like the same thing that was mentioned by Paul later. So, so this is no surprise to any of us. Right. And, um, but it is still something to be hopeful for, to look forward to. With confidence. So, this, this past summer, okay, Texas was in a, you know, Southeast Texas. We had no rain. We had no water. It was a mess. And so, we were hopeful (laughs) that it was going to rain. And we knew it would at some point. At some point, we knew that it, we knew that it would. We had no idea when. And we went for, I don't know, 100 days without rain or something. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. Too many days over 100 degrees. Yeah, that was miserable. Yeah. And um, but and I just lost my train of thought. So rain was coming. We yeah, had hope and we had the, the hope that coming. the rain that yep. the rain would come. And and then you know it did. Yes, it did. And now yep. everything is green again. And it's it's so good. good to see that. And what is so incredible about the, all of the promises of God? Okay, so He's making all things new. And we've talked about creation. And we've talked about us. Like the how incredible. Just his design for, his us. Design yeah. for humanity Stuff that's is hardwired into his creation. His creation, okay, yeah. it's all it's all new. I mean, we drove around all summer. I mean, and the Texas summers are brutal, um, but we drove around all summer and we watched his creation go from something very beautiful to something that could be gone in an instant. Yeah. If I mean, one spark would it, it would have ignited the entire state. Now we get to drive through. All of those things that were brown and ugly and dead and dying. And it's now new life. It is brand new life. Yeah. It's everywhere. And that's how it's going to be when Jesus comes back. And it's going to be so public. Oh, it is. And so well known and things like that. Well, I've loved diving into these passages, Dallas. Oh, I have but we kind of had a treat for we our did. listeners okay. as we wrap up this episode. Yes, y'all, we're we're here. This is our last episode before Christmas, and so we love Christmas. We I do love Christmas. But I loved I loved the timing of this, Dallas, especially knowing that we didn't have this planned. <laughs> like we didn't have from the beginning. We didn't know. It's oh, like Biden. seriously, we do plan these episodes out. Well, and we, we just did plan. We had like, a little. We did plan like the sprint at the front, releasing every week to get some some generating. But then it was like you know what? Let's go every other week to have some sustainability for the conversations that we're having so that the listener can get used to year-round. We have, what's the word going for you? Right. We did not know we were going to be landing on Jesus' return at the last episode before Christmas. So God thing. we've talked about the the church calendar in a past episode. Again, basically, there's seasons that we have and certain things we talk about in certain seasons in the same way. Spring, summer, fall, winter, you have different things that you do and things that you mm-hmm. talk about and recipes and all this other stuff. Well, the, the season that the church is in right now uh, comes at the start of the year, start of the, the church year. So we the had the, year, end the end of, of the, the church year, year, which is all about talking mm-hmm. about Jesus is coming back, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Like you come to the New Year's and there's a lot of just secular things of oh, ending and beginning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. things like that. Well, then Advent is all about, Advent is a word that means coming or arrival. Right. Okay. And we spend the season of Advent looking into passages from the Old Testament, they're all looking forward to Jesus's first coming. 
And because it's leading toward Christmas, which Christmas is the arrival of Jesus for the first time mm-hmm. uh, in the flesh, in right? In the flesh, yeah. And so, so we have that, and it's all looking forward to that. But a part of that journey is, in the church calendar, it's so beautifully designed, it's very circular, is that like we end with longing for Jesus' second coming, and then we start back up with Jesus' first coming. And in many ways, then Christmas is actually, and the joy we have at Christmas, and yes, God is here and God is with us, is also gearing us up for Jesus' second coming. It's gearing us up for Jesus' return. And one of the hymns that we sing at Christmas time, I like to always ask the question, is this about Jesus' first coming or his second? And that hymn is Joy to the World. I double dog dare you to slip this into our Easter service. Oh yeah, right. I mean, I mean, you want to throw off an entire congregation? End with joy to the world on Easter Sunday. That's so funny. And I'm trying to think about where would I end it with? I, I actually think it's probably more like last Sunday of the church year. Yeah, I would, I would, I would do that one because it's like that's when Jesus is back and he's yeah. coming and things like that. But I want y'all friends to listen to this and why I ask that. Is this about when Jesus came to the manger, Emmanuel, God with us, that we're right. going to be celebrating here very, very shortly, very soon. Dallas? I know. Uh, or. Is this about when Jesus comes back, right? Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room in heaven and nature sing, heaven and nature sing, heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. So all of creation is rejoicing that this king is here. Verse three, my favorite one for this conversation. No more. Let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. And that curse, talking about Genesis 3, we covered that in big picture. Verse 4, he rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love right? And wonders of his love and wonders of his love, right? We'll be singing this in not too long, Dallas. And as we do that, right, see that fullness of what it's really saying. All of creation is celebrating the arrival of this king. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's responding in joy, that new life that you were just describing. Mm -hmm. But I love verse three. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found, okay? And, and no more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. Well, here's the thing I always like to say to people. Uh, sins and sorrows still pretty abounding. Yep. And Jesus has already come the first time. And if you've ever stepped on a sticker in a front yard, you yeah. know there's there's still thorns. Yeah. So I, um, I had honestly, I had never thought about it not being a Christmas song because yeah. I've heard it for 110 years on Christmas Eve. And, but as when we talked about this and you, yeah. you shared this little yeah. nugget with me, I'm glad you didn't just spring it on me today. Right. Because it would have been like, you know, I'd have been like, oh I would have loved gosh. to have that on camera though, oh, for sure. thanks. That would have been great. Yeah. But I go back to Revelation. Yep. And so we were in, uh, we were in chapter 21, but if you back up to chapter 19, we see this rider on a white horse. We sure. see yeah. King Jesus. Yes. And so these verses um, let earth receive her king. Yeah. And then, you know, chap- uh, chapter, verse four, he rules the world with truth and grace yes. and makes the nation. I mean, he, this is King That's true. Jesus. We could do this Ascension Day too. This yeah. is, oh, I would love to see that next year. And <laughs> this, is, this is King Jesus. This is, this is the moment. This is the now that we're waiting for. And I just, I think it's beautiful. I yeah. really, I think it's beautiful. Let's just sing it all year. 
<laughs> right. Let's just, put the, well. let's just put this in rotation. Right. You might as well. And that's what's so funny is like when people talk, it's so funny. Have you ever had, I, one of my favorite podcasts routinely did like favorite Christmas songs or favorite Christmas hymns. And then like they they, they would play the game of like, uh, let it snow is not a Christmas song. It is a winter song. Like it was so funny, like stuff like that. Fine. Play it in but February. But here it's one of those, can joy of the world really count? But at the same time, like I said, because Christmas, y'all, this joy that we're about to experience mm-hmm. as we come together to celebrate which I'll just throw it out there for anybody listening. We'd love to have you celebrate with us. Absolutely. Uh, here at Trinity Highly Pond. recommend the services on Christmas Eve. Absolutely. And, and, but it's, it's, it's that joy that we mm-hmm. feel is that same joy, except for a, a, a taste really Dallas mm-hmm. of the joy that we will experience when Christ actually comes back. Right. And this joy that we're singing about here, I hope that when you sing these words this Christmas season uh, or, you know, Ascension next year or whatever, uh, I hope that you are thinking about when Jesus will return and these words will be true in all of their fullness, that there's no more sin, mm-hmm. no more sorrows, nor, no thorns infesting the ground, no more curse, no more right? Curse. And it's just Jesus reigning and the wonders of his love is all that the world knows. So the the final verse that just pops into my head and the address is going to escape me, but faith, hope, and love. And the greatest, thank you. And the greatest of these is love because think about it. Once we are united with Jesus, we don't need faith anymore. Our faith has been made Made whole. And then uh, we don't need to hope for that anymore because it's here. It's right in front of us. So the only thing that we have left to give and receive is love. Exactly. Is just love. And that verse as a kid growing up, I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But now I understand exactly. that I don't I don't need to have faith in something I can see. I don't yes. need to have hope in something that's right in front of me. Mm-hmm. But I do need love. All and I, I need yes. Yep. And that is that's where my hope anchors. That's where my hope anchors. That's why I have the hope. And I'm just I'm so excited for him. I used to get really nervous about the second coming, thinking, sure. what if I missed it? What if I walked out the doors <laughs> and everybody's gone? You know, what am I gonna do then? But I'm not gonna miss it. He's not going to leave me behind. He's um, much more attentive than my my um, group yeah. was. <laughs> Nobody's going to leave yeah. me, and I'm just I'm I'm very thankful for that. Absolutely. I'm super thankful for that, and not anxious about it. Yeah, not anxious. It's about It's a very it. good thing, y'all. Yeah, it's a very good thing. All of the brokenness of this world, which some people listening, maybe you haven't been affected by the depth of brokenness in mm-hmm. this world. Um, but at the same time, I look every year. It's, it's funny. Even as a kid, are you ready for this, Dallas? Like I remember thinking, oh, 2006. This is this is going to be the worst year of my life. 2009, worst year of my life. Right? I, I remember so many things happening. Like so many right. people dying or so many bad things happening. Mm-hmm. And I remember just thinking, this is it. This is the worst. And I'm sure some people are looking back on this year going, yeah, you can't really top how awful this year has been. But that's why… This, this truth that Jesus is coming back to bring a fullness, a restoration a complete to all restoration. of that brokenness is yeah. such good news for all of us. Right. So this Christmas season, I hope that you are longing with Dallas and I for the fullness of everything that Christ is bringing, mm-hmm. that that joy and that peace and that love that you're celebrating can be the focus of your gatherings. Uh, as you remind yourself that even the brokenness that can be experienced over the holiday season will not be the end because no. one day there'll be a great family reunion. Yep of all people who believe and trust in Jesus and all the goodness that he's bringing. And that will be a celebration and a feast and a time to just be Dallas yeah. in the moment and and uh, and so much joy that I can't even wrap my brain around it. So I hope you join us this Christmas season and thinking just about that piece. Yep.
So Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah, Merry Christmas. And hey, let's uh, let's close with a word of prayer. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Do it. Good and gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for just this journey that we've been on uh, together as we have really sought uh, the truth of your word. Uh, and Lord, we are so humbled that you would use us to even try and help communicate this fullness to people that maybe haven't heard it yet. Uh, Lord, uh, especially as we think about the return of your son, the return of Jesus, uh, Lord, we just ask that you would help every single one of us to take in the fullness of what that means. Uh, Lord, to be comforted by it, not feared, not afraid um, because he'll be back. But Lord, looking forward to it with a great anticipation because we know there is a fullness that we can't comprehend and a love that is so great um, that you're bringing with it and a day of joy and unending peace and love and grace and mercy for eternity. Uh, so Lord, help us to continue to trust in what your word actually says. And Lord, I'd l- I just ask that you'd bless whatever circumstances folks are walking through, especially uh, at this time of the year when so many different emotions can can just be brought out of us in the brokenness of this world, that you would continue to strengthen us and give us hope uh, and comfort for knowing the promises that you give to us in Jesus Christ. Lord, that his death and resurrection has overcome death. And Lord, that every single promise that you've made will find its fulfillment. Uh, even this one, Lord, that you will be back soon enough. So Lord, help us to stay awake. Uh, help us to encourage one another with those words and help us to glorify you with everything that we think, everything that we say, and everything that we do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. We will see you after After Christmas Christmas for our final episode of the year. And we're still talking about Jesus. Jesus. One last time. Well, we'll keep talking about Jesus. We'll keep talking about him, but we got one more. One more for this series Mm -hmm. as we close that chapter. Yep. Uh, Be sure to share this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, Continue that conversation and you'll have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 